Welcome back to Beyond the Mountains of Madness. Um, Richard has just begun the recording with his Jedi Force powers. For some reason. Anyway. Good work, young Padawan. What episode is it? It's episode 11. We apologise for episode 10. I'm assured by the technical people that we are recording this week. Yeah, are we, we are. recording this week? We are recording, yeah. Test. Yeah. We're recording. We good. Anyway. We good, brah. We left I'll our stab you in the face with intrepid <laughs> adventurers. Um, woken up in the middle of the Arctic, Antarctic uh, night. It's about 3 a.m. And a mayday call has come in from the Lexington camp. <coughs> there has been some sort of explosion and some sort of fire. The and camp, we started laughing. The camp is about eight miles away from the Starkweather Moor encampment. And Starkweather and Professor Moore are putting together a relief team to travel across the ice to Lexington's camp carrying emergency supplies. I'm going to be flying, right? Um, you, know, you can try. Fine, I'm, I played ice. Well, I mean, well, I mean I'm a pilot. <laughs> I'm one of the two pilots, so I assume I'll be flying. Um, start with They're not going to walk, are they? It's like eight miles. Start with whether planning to go by land. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Mm, me and Mandrei are going to be going by dogsled. Wow, did, I must have missed that entirely. Yeah. Um, there is a plan to get the aircraft in the air, but Professor Moore has pointed out that they might not have a landing strip. They might not have a landing strip because you don't know what's happened. Then he's going to fly all the way over there. And Plus, they didn't have any planes to my mind. No, no, they do. They've yeah. been flying over the South Pole, but they only have like one plane. We have like four. Well, sorry now. Air reconnaissance <laughs> might be useful though. Uh, they can't land. Yeah. The thing is, though, but don't we have that we have like. Radios aren't small, right? Radios are big things. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to be able to take but a radio. You can, you can assign like a radio a f- to a dog sled. We could drop a flare or something. Huh? How would no, you power they're, it? They're big and not powerable. Battery pack. No. This is no. Fair point. Well made. <laughs> Actually, no, because you have batteries in World War Two. Yeah, these things. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. We're on the huge. other end of the century, aren't we? Sorry. Yeah. These things are huge. Yeah. Trail radios. They're about the size of this half this table. And then the battery to power it would be about half this table as well. No, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Uh, uh, they haven't made tiny batteries yet. <clears throat> uh, Mandalay um, and my are heading off in dog sleds. Um, Starkweather is going. Uh, he is requesting his Antarctic guides will come yeah. with him. Is um, our Starkweather and more together? Yep, they're all coming together. There's like people running around, getting the dog sleds ready, getting supplies, getting ready to leave. I'm arming uh, myself, I'll just say this now. You arm it won't help me, but hey. I have my uh, sword cane with me. <coughs> I'm I'm tempted oh, to thought. suggest um, an overflight. Like, so we fly over <laughs> and we can drop a flare to let them know what the situation is. Because <laughs> I imagine we have flares. That's a brilliant idea, said Professor Moore. Except we have a radio. Didn't we go through this all? Yeah, that's, that's what they I They have a radio also. Right. We have a radio. We can tell them we're coming. I'm sorry, maybe I'm misunderstanding Randall, but if you're flying over and dropping a flare. Um... Oh no, mine, mine was out of character, uh, first of all. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, second of all, well, I, I was just, you know, postulating, you know. I'm just confused. Well, I was saying, like, like it's not for the, it's not for the Lexingtons, it's for the Moors. So we fly over and we drop a flare, you know, if if everything is on fire and everyone looks like they're dead, why go? Maybe. Maybe it's a terrible idea. 
Because we can raid their supplies. Like the Vikings of old. Okay, it's a terrible idea. I give up. You could fly over, have a look, fly back before the rescue team leaves. By the time he got his plane in the air, I'd imagine he'd be halfway there, wouldn't he? Yeah, eight miles. It's only a few. Yeah. Going to take in in the Antarctic snowdrift. It's going to take a good oh yeah what, three four hours to get there. You're talking about Sarah. Yeah, but Sam. then again, his engine will have to warm up, so to speak. They have a plane ready to go all yeah. the time. Do they? This no, is the base camp. They never know when they might need to leave. Even in an emergency, fly away from the mountains of madness. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how that works. Wait, so the said to take <laughs> an hour for two miles, roughly. In this sort of, you're, mm. you're, you're going to have to travel up onto the plateau. Through the snow drift, literally, the snow is going to be almost above the dogs. This is enough. I, I've just, do you know, I've never had any reference for how fast the dog sled goes. They can go and faster. You if it was flat ice or the snow was compacted down, it'd be easy. You'd go a lot faster, but because or it was a paved road, this is you know. <laughs> Actually, no, you're probably fresh pretty snow. Because <laughs> this is fresh snow that drifts. It's light and fluffy. You, you just sink into it. It takes longer. Oh man, you remember when you buried all of those dogs? <laughs> well, um, I've been training them for just this moment. <laughs> um, also, it saved your ass. I, true. I pitched the idea of an overflight to uh, to Someone more, to more, to more. Um, how quickly can you think you can make it? Um, how quickly do I think I can make it? Forty minutes. About forty minutes. Well, it's going to take us a while to get the. Um, I'm good at this role playing. The uh, <laughs> dog sleds loaded up and everyone into their gear. So yeah, go for it, Randall. Okay, Carl. Uh, 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 I don't know if uh, you probably have duties here. I was going to say you might be able to get a good idea of what's going on from the air, but Elsa Gunner can take care of it. It's not that much. I'll be back before they leave anyway. So right. Okay then, um, Mr. Mandalay, do you want to go with them in the aircraft? Nothing but No, no, I think Mandalay should uh, help get these sets ready with me. Okay, Mr. Mandalay. further from the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Well then. Um, Mandalay, time for this. I I'll come with you then, side, the It's incredibly important I'll to come with you, says the professor. Uh, oh, okay. Well, it would be an honour to fly, uh, Professor Moore. Oh, you actually haven't flown me yet, have you? No. Oh, wonderful. Anyway, um, let's stop standing around congratulating ourselves and being obeyed and gentlemanly and go rescue the damsel in distress. Yes, sir. I go and uh, rust up Lawrence. And as, a, as, as the nesting. professor says this, start with a laugh and goes, she's no damsel. And stomps off through the snow to go see the dogs. Yeah, we're not bringing him, are we? <laughs> He's going oh, only to push out. <laughs> Yeah, Starkweather, I need you to come with us in the car. <laughs> now I need you to just lean over the edge and get me a good look. Okay, Mandalay and Tenant Knight, you make me pull the survival yeah, rolls as you get ready for the trip. Dr. Green is going with you? Uh, I do not make it. <laughs> yes, that's true. You are useless. <laughs> I, 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 We're just standing around looking impressive and taking photographs of things. Being useless, you're not helping to load these dogs. Oh, helping to load. I do make it. <laughs> I might not be doing it right, but I'm just trying to put stuff on. Mandalay comes along behind you, and just fixes all it. of your mistakes. <laughs> Nils and Gunnar as well. Essentially, you're going to have to ski because you've loaded down. You're only taking two sledges, mm-hmm. and you've loaded them down with supplies and things you think you might need to help. <laughs> you've got. Yeah, you've lost. <laughs> 
the Play. radio. So they're no longer responding at Lexington's camp to the radio. They were initially, because you picked up the, the Mayday call, but now they've gone silent. So you are quickly um, loading up sledges. You're going to have to ski alongside the dog sledges. Um, when I hear that, do we have anyone who's read the basic building engineering stuff? Do you mean like do. carpenters and shit? Are you going to build yourself a carriage? No. Or like yeah, a luxury You've got, you've got engineers and mechanics um, who are along to uh, operate the drill. One of them with uh, taking one of the ski poles and my sword cane. Oh. Was, is there any way to just like put this bottom bit from the pole onto my uh, walking stick? Tape. <laughs> no. <laughs> really? Nothing you could mock up quickly? I'd need to be a carpenter. That's made of wood and <laughs> has little pins holding it together, sir. I don't have the tools to do that. Damn shame. I, anyway. I, find, I find him and I'm like, uh, a man of your stature shouldn't um, shouldn't ski along, so you should inflate your balloon, tie it to the back of the sled. <laughs> no, no, don't slow the dogs down. It's... No, but it would lift the sleigh and yeah. they might even no, go faster. No weight. <laughs> no weight, nothing to you're drag not you down. Enough. You're not smart enough to understand <laughs> the underlying problem it, it, of what it, I've it, said. These it, dogs would fly. <laughs> it, it would take too long to set up. Last time Mandalay set the balloon up, it took at least a good part of an hour. We don't have that sort of time, man. But think of the savings. Oh, so it I would s- fulfill his lifelong dream to be Father Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I stopped I don't the tenant right and get back to work. And I don't have the red suit to look the Make me an aircraft maintenance bill. Why? To check that your plane is suitable and fit to take off. <laughs> so that we don't die. I assume Lawrence has done that. You get a bonus because Lawrence is helping. Uh, 41. I am under my skill. Yeah. As is correct. You get on board. Which plane are you taking? Uh, the one that's ready to go. I don't think we. I don't think we cleared it up. I think Enderby. it was one of the. Right. Enderby is ready to go. I, I think it was one of the other ones, but I can't remember. But whatever. Yeah. I'm saying it's the Enderby. Fine. Yeah. I'm not. Aren't they, you're aren't, taking... aren't they all the same plane? No. Nearly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like... cargo planes and. You've got <laughs> Boeing cargo planes. You've got little passenger planes for fiddling around in, and my plane is a sort of mix between the two. Half-breed! Did we all the president? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I was no. knocking around somewhere. There's millions of them. Okay, yeah. make me a piloting role as you take off. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> now don't kill us! Take them away. Piloting, you say. I'm, I've been very bad at this so far, so let's see what I get. Uh, 94. <laughs> I am still bad at piloting. Oh, God. It must be like the cold on my exposed. You are taxiing down the makeshift runway <laughs> when you um, actually have a catastrophic engine trailer. Oh, Christ. There's this guttering, <laughs> clanking, tearing sound from the left wing. And then it just falls off. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Does everyone Moore, smell smoke? Professor Moore kind of leans forward and goes. Peering out the window is like, not meant to do that, is it? No, no, it's not. I start, I start pulling things, uh, shining things off. Lawrence is running across yeah. the snow as quickly as he can in his snowshoes. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think that's normal. I grab the fire extinguisher from the cockpit and and run towards it. You jump out of the plane and yeah, you you have jump out of the plane into four feet of snow. <laughs> Make me a luck roll. <laughs> oh no, you're on the runway. The runway's been packed clear. You're fine. <laughs> I won't be that much of a dick. 
It's just a fire extinguisher going at the top. Yeah, you have to extinguish a fire in the engine. It looks like um, you you don't know what's going with it. Sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you throttle up too quickly. User error. Um, <laughs> I put my armor on Lawrence. Sabotage. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must have been something we missed. No, oh, fuck, I can't get away with this. No. <laughs> You saying this to Professor Moore? No, no. He has come to have a look. No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, you know, just um, yeah. Stark leather comes waiting over. Right, flyover is over. Carl, get back to the dog sleds. We're leaving now. We haven't Are got time. You to coming, plane warmed up. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't have time. You coming over land with us, man? No, I, I should stay and um, help. Lawrence Make sure this first. doesn't explode. Okay. <laughs> Check the other end. Say, looking at him dead in the eye. <laughs> well, we did. I. Hmm. Ah. It was made in America, it's probably shoddy. Anyway, go on. Um, well, they have it. had back in <laughs> later in the waste. The 1930s, did they have duct tape? Awkward then. Um, to the internet? Yeah, I, I think this must be interneted. Oh. <sighs> they won't have had, though, will they? They'll have had some sort of that. Well, they've had, they'll have had tape. Uh, yeah, I'm going uh, I'm to quickly tape one of the ski poles to my sword cane. So Are you making a sword, a spear sword. cane? Yes. Let him get away with whatever bollocks he's doing. Roll me your knowledge. <laughs> oh shit! How, how to align two <laughs> sticks and it yes, was, it was listening. <laughs> What's that? Well, when I said uh, let him get away with whatever bollocks he's trying, it typed, "Oh yes, let him get the boxes." <laughs> <laughs> I get all the boxes. Okay, you make a incredibly when unwieldy and difficult to hold ski pole out of your sword cane. You've got a Skipole sort of came and you take them together. You can now no longer hold this in your exterior gloves. It's too thick. Wait, what? What? Remember, you're essentially wearing massive, great big mittens. You can't bend your fingers around it to hold it anymore. Because it's two poles together. And they're quite thick poles, are they? They are quite thick poles, so you can hold them in your big, unwieldy, outdoor gloves. The gloves they had back then are massive. You could hold this. <laughs> but your hands would freeze. So close to a perfect idea. 1942, sorry. I I'm, undo my abomination. That's, that's pretty good. It figured out what I meant. You start undoing your abomination, at which point uh, you start where I said we're leaving. You do not have time to undo your abomination. Oh. You spent the last <laughs> 10 minutes taping this thing together. And yeah, it's time to leave. So now you've, uh, got, you've got a ski pole, which on one end, which you can't hold in one hand, which dangerously you re- on the end Yeah, you really don't want to like, flip over or something. Because oh, you might end up You've seen this travesty occurring. Get him well, another, that's get the him another ski pole. craft stage of the expedition done with. Let's uh, continue then. Manly, get him another ski pole. Don't let him stride into the wastes with this nightmare that he's do, built. Do I know it's unwieldy and unusable? Yes, you can't hold You're, you it. You are a trained uh, fencer, so um, yeah, you would. Yeah, I, I grab uh, I don't know, a spare... I'm not, I'm not made of ski poles. I grab a spare ski pole. <laughs> grab, grab really? Everyone who's leaving, make me... Um, Polar survival rolls as you start to ski. Unless you're driving a dog sled. Um, dog sled. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I assume I'm going to be on a dog sled as I'm going to be, you know, in front. I sled. I'm good. With the dog. No, the um, people driving dog sled are Starkweather, 
Yo, yo. Because fuck he, he's not skiing. Fuck he. And um, Gregor Pulaski, <laughs> fuck he. the head of the dog sleds. That. <laughs> this is his department. He's bloody well driving. Everyone else is on skis, I'm afraid. You're only this taking... is my house. So, so you want me to come along to show you where to go They're going, on a slower vehicle? They're not <laughs> fucking off the head in the sledges and leaving the people on skis behind. That wouldn't be much of a rescue party. <laughs> well, it would. They could assess the situation and then... Uh... The... They're travelling at the same <laughs> speed as the people on skis. I like that one better. So, Polar Survival, you're skiing. Um... Why did you ask um, I was yes, if none of us were? Because yeah. I've checked my notes. Yes realize. by 60. <laughs> um, I'm rather good by at By one. Shit. You're at the back of the good. This skiing malarkey over snow drift is hard. It's much easier back in yeah, the Alps. Carl is just making a look here. He's just like <laughs> shuttling backwards and forward. He's coming back to check on people. Yeah. And every time I get near Tenerai, I turn and spray him <laughs> with snow. Completely accidental. Uh, I have, however... Um, got my sword ski pole uh, sticking out the top of my bag all so I'm taking with me. I think if I get there some... Oh, then you totally overbalance. If you're carrying that thing, you think, are overburdened. I think he's, the, the point was that you couldn't bring it with you because it's, uh, it's too unwieldy. You can't just strap it to your back and still be balanced on a pair of skis whilst carrying an emergency backpack. It's two sticks. It's not yeah, actually it's... that big, to be fair. Ski poles are quite thick. They're, quite they're not heavy, thick. though. The... It's too unwieldy. Carbon fibre hasn't been invented yet. They are made of wood. Heavy wood. Hmm. Yeah, big metal things on the end of them. I'll leave it behind then. You'll be glad of that when uh, when the lightning comes. Skiing <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> no, they, they have crazy lightning storms in the Arctic and Antarctic. Do they? Yeah. Like, like people die. <laughs> well, well, silly to it's just too unwieldy. Um, is there anyone who, do- who would have carpentry in the expedition? No. No. You bring a carpenter with you. Um, Next time we do an Antarctic expedition, I'll recommend one. They had all the stuff they needed made out of wood, made out of wood back in civilization. So all they had to do was put it together. But they, I mean, they usually had someone who would know about it at least. But they might, they might not have a carpenter, but they probably have someone who could fix something. Yeah, who, who, would. who yeah, who knows how to like. Bash dovetail a joint if you see what I mean. Yeah, they do. <laughs> not any of the engineers. <laughs> Is it stark weather? Well, Does he spend all, spend all his nights like whittling together cabinets and things? No. It's probably one of the people who are in charge of assembling, you know, the camps. But uh, he didn't ask to speak to any of them. Surely they would have directed him. No, <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, you might not. You might not know who the carpenter is. I mean, yeah. presumably someone knows, but. Uh, it, I doubt it would be like like before we go off. Everyone know that Tim, the geologist, is also a master carpenter. Get back to your duties. Um, <laughs> I'll quickly hand off to someone nearby as well to get um get away and say, "Can you find someone who knows what to do with wood and see if they can sort this out and quickly explain what I want?" And head off. A <laughs> hand drop trowel right in front of them. Yep, they let you leave. They say they will look after it for you, sir. Make me a knowledge roll. Never seen that again. Yes. Okay. It is, you've just handed it to Alan Huston. He's one of the aircraft maintenance chaps and an electrical, electrical engineer. 
Anyway, so he's um, going to fix the thing made of wood. <laughs> I asked him to find someone who could. Yeah. Anyway, Not to necessarily do it himself because I'm having quickly to tumble because I've got to go. It takes about three hours in the end to get to Lexington's camp. The last half mile, you are guided initially by Carl, who just goes towards the red glow on the horizon. The last half mile—it's a hard job, this navigating lock. But the last half mile or so, there are like guide poles that the Lexington expedition has put out so that people can follow them into the camp. The base camp, as you approach it, is a lot smaller than Starkweather Moors. Lexington's expedition is obviously less, not as large or as broad-ranging as yours. They're literally here to take film and fly over the South Pole. It's like they're NPCs. The air over the site is full of um, thick black smoke. By the time you get there, the fire seems to have died down. You can still see things smouldering and letting up. What was on fire? Was it like the fuel dump or just? As you examine the the camp, I have a map here. No, no, that's the camp. No, that's Stark. But that's our camp. I mean, I'm not even there. (laughs) (laughs) I can look at things. That's a helicopter. No. Oh god, south is north! <laughs> Mind blown. Hold it the other way up. <laughs> but I can't read things! To, to, to be fair, the, the letters are <laughs> on the top. They're right way around. Words. I yes, can't because, you know, the South Pole is in that direction. And South Pole. Who south's the South Pole? Okay. You can see various expedition personnel all over the place, all dressed up. There, some of them are pulling out uh, various uh, bits of salvage from some of the, the rooms. Some of them are still trying to damp down the fire. What looks like the generator room and the radio shack is just a rubble of smouldering timbers and mangled machinery. One end of the uh, big, the large square shape in the middle of the map. Is like a big, large log cabin. One end of that looks like it's been damaged by fire. The radio shed has also been destroyed. Are there bodies around? Or? You can see lots, lots of people running around. <coughs> you can't see them here, but as you make your way down the hill, um, someone walks over towards you. Um... And now that you all kind of slide to a stop, he pulls his goggles up. And he introduces himself as uh, Mincha. Carl Mincha. Um, he's speaking to you in a very uh, thick Danish accent. Can you pronounce that name again, please? Mincha. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, welcome. We heard you were on your coming. Um, thanks very much. Um, I'm afraid there's not much for you to do, really. Uh, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. Yeah, I don't have a gun. Beant, yeah. He does. Show me. Where, where no, you can't, can't actually. I, sh- I, shoot, I shoot him to right, signal to prepare, the, to the prepare themselves so for the raid. It. I can't, it's, it's all the way down here and it's awkward. Okay, I just... Beant, 
That's what I'm pronouncing. I think it's Bajja or something. Yeah, well, that person listening to the recording, oh, what the fuck mm. are they talking about? <laughs> we don't speak Dutch. Let's assume that it's pronounced wobbly wool and move on. But welcome, thank you for rushing over here, but we seem yeah, to have most of you under control. If you want to help us clear up, what's come in? Happened. Oh, sort of looking around at the chaos. But if there wasn't a problem, why did you send out a fucking mayday? You're not there, so shush. <laughs> My boob. Your boob. Unless they've sagged. Well, you know. I think it'd be closer, closer if you said, like, Bentia. Double E is an E sound, so I might have said. Stark Weather looks around and goes, Well, um, I'm going to go talk to the woman, see what I can learn about this. And he asks her where he is and he heads off towards one of the tents. Okay, well, if you need oh, some that help, be uh, good. If you need some help cleaning up, uh, my man, so, uh, Mandy here, excellent with her logistics. Recommend you uh, take him. I was kind of hoping you'd all help out. Who are you? He, oh, my dear right. man, the third. <laughs> Is a pain in the ass. Oh, <laughs> you're Starkweather's Muppet. Hi. Muppets? Yeah, that's what we've heard you're called. Nice to meet you, I guess, sir. Um, do, I have, do I think he's being <laughs> friendly I, this? Or I, not, I think he's I, being anachronistic, probably. <laughs> I, I'll, do, I'll do the whole, like, arm over shoulder and joy. guide away <laughs> from... <laughs> He no. kind of say, doesn't no, let no. you get his arm around his shoulder. Yeah, no, no, of course we're all here to help. But I mean, yeah. uh, his specialty is... out of suspicion. Yeah, the organisational side. You'd... Well, yeah. if you'd like to go help, I don't know, pick a part of the cabin that needs help, there's the... Uh, what people... happened, exactly? Oh, we got two... Well, I don't know, it was getting quite late and most people were asleep and I was woken up by shouting and screaming. Apparently, uh... Does he seem like he's telling the truth? Or... Make me a psychology role. You should speak to somebody who knows what the fuck they're talking about rather than this chump. Uh, okay, let's see if I can get m- less than five. No. You've got no idea. He's all muffled up. You can't see his face properly. It's cold. You're cold. Um, um, where's her name? Sorry, let me just find her name. Um, Yeah, two of our own men went crazy. Doctor's saying they came down with a case of snow craze. <laughs> no, it's a real <laughs> No, that is what it's called. Snow craze. Brought on by um, the nether-ending daylight. <laughs> the uh, fact the sun never, you know, sets. Does he also have bucket friend? <laughs> 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 that is the term medically for what happens when someone goes crazy because of the snow in the Antarctic Christmas. They come down with a case of snow craze. They did or snow craziness. They did used to have just dumb names for things. Yeah. <laughs> it probably has some fancy name these days. But yes Vinja carries on out. Dinsdale and Bradbury, they just went bananas. They started shooting guns in the air set fire to fuel we had stored near the generator. The uh, whole thing was just madness. I'll look at Mandalay. <laughs> um, sort of one, as as we're sort of walking over to start with the campus, do you reckon they could have had saboteurs as well? Repairing my plane. Potentially. Do you quietly? Or? Yes. 
So, quietly yeah. under my breath to the person next to me. Potentially, it's very, very hard to tell though, isn't it? Danish guy standing right there with you. No, that's what I said, as we were moving towards uh, the actual camp to help. Right. Okay, where are people going to help? You've got a map, which part of the camp do you want to go? There looks like there's lots of tents that have collapsed in the confusion, uh, the smouldering ruins of the generator and radio shack. Do, is there someone that seems to be in overall charge, like shouting, pointing orders, etc, etc? No. It seems like they've already organised all of that shit, okay. and everyone's doing what they're meant to be doing. A quick look. This this is organised. They've had three shall... hours to calm down from, oh my god, everything was on fire, organise their shit, and they're sorting it out. Uh, in that case, I'll uh, sit down and appraise their efforts and give them a mark out of ten. What time of day is it? It's now... 5am. Oh, no, 6am. Yeah, 6am. Not that it really mattered, because the sun is there. Mm. It moved about three degrees in the past four hours. I'm assuming over the past couple of weeks, my uh, sense of time is just gone. Yeah. Most people have to go to sleep when the clock says to go to sleep. And where it matters in terms of where people are likely to be when the trouble started. Yeah, because they'd be asleep. Mm. Yeah, well, the guy did say mm. most of us were asleep. They mm. were woken up by screaming and shouting. There were some people up, of course. Because you can't never truly sleep. No. You keep odd times when the sun never sets. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he asks, you know, he says, you know, he's happy to have help. Well, well he asks, well, where would you want us? Um, <laughs> well, back at your camp. You might want to help out with the tents. Um, see if... Uh, Johnson needs any help. He's trying to damp down the rest of the fires over there. Or, um... Any of you guys know planes? Uh, no, but we can uh, probably get someone in quite quickly who does. Mend my planes, my planes are broken. As you reach the um, camp proper, you come down off the hill. Ah, my computer's going to stand on my chair <laughs> and reload the DVD. Chow, just press eject on the uh, DVD drive. We don't need the haunting tunes of Doctor Who. I think Doctor Who can be very useful writing about now. Oh yeah, can... Ash, please, 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 can we have the Doctor rock up and fix everything? He's busy. Oh. He's, I don't know, defeating Daleks or something. Hey, hey, Daleks in Antarctica. Man, you really should put your own spin on this. And when we do find the terrors beyond the mountains, it should be Daleks. That's just Avril. It's not Daleks, trust me. I know what the terrors are beyond the mountains. They're worse than all of you can imagine. Well, I mean, unless you've read Beyond the Mountains of Bat. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. Details. There are bits in that that are missing. Okay, um, right, who's doing what? You're here, they've asked for help. You've got three places you can go. The tents, the large part of the hut that got damaged, or the guy who are over by the ruined generator hut. I am... I will suggest one of us goes to the generator and one of us goes to the big hut. In that case, we in that way, we can listen and find out more information of what happened. I'll go help with the tents then. Okay, you help with the tents. Where are you going, Mandalay? I want to help with the tents. Okay. 
as you make your way over to the tents, you see there is a forty-something uh, chap. He's all muffled up, but you can get a general image of um, a chap. Looks a bit like that. Yeah. Looks a bit like that. You can't have the page. This doesn't look like a bit like an emaciated Gordon Freeman. <laughs> Not really. No. Um, he looks around and he says, "Oh, help! Hi, help with this." Hello, good chap. Hands you a temple and just carries on working. Um, you assume what? that he wants you to add a sword. To say, um, what do you want to do with this? <laughs> Start putting the tent back together. Carol went nicely if I know how to put the tent together. Why did you hand me this thing? What were your polar survival? To see whether you know how to put a polar tent together. <laughs> well, it's it's the second monstrosity of the day. <laughs> Ninety-eight out of twenty-two. Oh my god, he's turning you into a mad, a mad so I'm creation. I think I, I think that I know. You think that you know, and you no, make the wanna... tent collapse even okay. further. The guy just stares at you, and then he turns to you, Mandalay. Obviously, like, not the same tents we're using. I when think. it when it's done, it begs you to kill it. <laughs> Mandalay. <laughs> As Tenant Wright makes the tent he's trying to put back together collapse, he goes, <laughs> Oh my god, are you here to help? Yes, now, can you help your companion here? He doesn't seem to know what he's doing. Seriously, Do guys, it's a tent. Oh no, that's a common misconception. Yeah, he often no, doesn't no. seem to know what he's doing, but uh, you see underneath, he knows exactly what he's doing. Very clever chap. Um, he's just <laughs> made it collapse worse. If that's possible. All part of the plan, and I assure you. Um, Do you want to help or not? <laughs> uh, sorry, obviously a different model than the ones we have. All part of the plan, I assure you, I roll a 90. Well, <laughs> 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 oh, on Persuade or on... Uh, on that, that, that is on Polar Survival that you wanted me to roll, right? Yeah. What did you do Polar Survival? Uh, 39. He's just staring at you both and he's like... Right, okay, this is what we're going to do. And he starts giving instructions on how to help and be useful. Okay. Showing you how to put these fucking tents together. He does eventually introduce himself as Kyle Williams. He's Lexington's pilot. Why did he put up the tents? Tenrite. I thought they were looking for someone who knew about planes. (laughs) (laughs) Edward Tenrite preferred, I hold my heavily gloved hand up, checkers. You get get stuck together. British lad. Yes. Explore society, I see. Of course. Oh, you're that one. And you've heard of me, Mandalay. I am. Oh, people have heard of him. Yeah, that's for you. Anyway, (laughs) you hold this pole like this whilst I pull this bit, and then he just carries on working. Unless you're saying anything in rebuttal to that. That expression Uh. is anachronistic. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, I carry on doing this stuff. <laughs> I ho- I hear your Lord Tenred's bum joy. <laughs> Only on Tuesday, sir. Uh, but not in the game, <laughs> No, that's strictly <laughs> between him and his man, sir. Well, if you've got the box, just pop your man's <laughs> on the table. 
as you are being shown how to do these poles and these tents, another member of the expedition comes across. Um, oh, gentlemen, um, Jenna. Name's Jenna. Uh, what about Kyle? Not the most sociable person. Anyway, um, can I steal you from this? I need some help lugging some debris over here. Did she say that to both of us? Is yeah, you're saying it to both of you. Uh, um, I look over and try to hand the pole I currently have to <laughs> someone. Uh, yes, Jenna, take them away. <laughs> That's a bit of help, I say. Uh, you yes. weren't any help. Well, you made very it worse. Rude. I <laughs> walk off with Jenna. Away from this rude man. What are you doing, Mandalay? Oh, Come on, Mandalay. I go like a curse. I go with them. Yep, Jenna, um, treat him like the box he is. There's a light near where the um, ruined end of the shed is. Well, it's not ruined, but you're damaged by fire. Though it looks like there was a dump of stuff here. He's essentially pulling out stuff that's still intact and dragging it away, and he's got you helping him move it just to get it away from the wall. That's so, what I want. Hmm. Then you were going to the main generator. Hmm. You said. Going. I I am going to the main generator then. Apparently, that's where I thought you were going. Sure. Anyway, it's a different part of the camp than you're in. I'll come back to you in a minute. Jenna gives you guys a look. So, um, do you think Starkweather's in there admitting it? What? Well, sabotage, of course. All of this. Sabotage? No, Starkweather's a fine, upstanding gentleman. He'd never take part in yeah. like that. Have you heard about his relationship with the boss? And it's at this point that you hear um, Starkweather's voice raised incredibly loudly, shouting at the top of his voice from inside the tent he's in with, um, Okay, so lecture, and then his woman voice starts shouting back at him. It, um, it's nothing but uh, good old-fashioned of... competitiveness. But he, he would never stoop so low. He's, the man has integrity. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We've had nothing but trouble on the way down here. And the boss is saying it's start with it. We've had our food supply sabotage. We had the boat almost Did sunk. you have someone try to plant bombs on your ship? Bombs? No. Maybe. We, had, we had what you had and worse. Um, to be honest, we thought it was you you guys sabotaging us. Would you like me to, to be first? frank? You're going to be frank anyway. Good point. Well, um... <laughs> nice of you to ask, but... I think that Starkweather probably would be capable of um, something like this. See? Mandalay! However... How dare you? That's true. Dicks. It's true. I can't deny it. Uh, he hates Thorman, and he probably would have used an opportunity to get one up. Not for such dishonest, underhanded means. He's got a Probab- of probably, probably not, but nevertheless, it's within the realms of possibility. However, as um, your name, Lord Tennant Wright, was pointing out... Um, We have had far too many problems of our own during this expedition to spend any of our resources in setting up uh, a kind of sabotage. I sincerely doubt it could possibly be our doing. To be honest, um, many of these sabotage uh, problems we had, rumours were going around it was um, Lexington. I mean, okay. I know Lexington doesn't like the man. And with good reason. Almost got killed in Kenya several times. 
man's an incompetent, barely impolite thing. Won't say it in front of his lordship here. But yeah, um, I'll tell you later. <laughs> I just look confused at you and look like the her. boss is a very excitable and emotional lady, but she's a good woman. She knows her stuff. As a Stark, whether he's he's a man of honesty and honour, if nothing else. <laughs> from what I've heard, the only good thing Starkweather's got going for him is that he's good at hiring people. He's oh, a complete incompetent, but he's got a knack for hiring competent people. And even then, yeah. <laughs> and, if, and if they're not competent, they're generally rich. Due respect, that's, you know, I will not have it said about my friend. He's an honest man. Okay, well, you've come to help, so thanks. Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. So let's. Concentrate and leave them to... There's another screeching sound of argument and then it dies down again after a couple of minutes. Will you two just get ahead and Carl. bang? <laughs> you were going where? Um, the generator, apparently. That's where I thought you were going. I thought I was going over to the hut, so Sorry, I, I guess I end up at the generator. They're close to each other. Make me a... As you approach the burning remains of the generator, make me a listen check. Um, no! <laughs> Um, you you hear two chaps arguing as you get you don't catch the words they kind of stop when they catch you uh-huh. and they can't, they're they're poking at the remains of the generator building and they turn Do, the yeah what are they inside the building because I'd no, like, no. I I would actively try and overhear them no no the, the, there is no building there's a okay. ruined mess of timber and snow and okay metal. yeah but they they stop when they see you and they nod and they introduce themselves as sacks. Uh, Charles Sachs and Tony Hotwell. Nice to meet you. Um, Carl, we came over from the uh, Starkweather expedition when we caught your radio message. Well, thanks for the help. Um, yeah, it was all a bit manic at the start. We didn't know what the fuck was going on. What, what happened? Well, two of the guys, um, Dinsdale and Bradbury, they just went bonkers. They started screaming, shouting... They had guns, they set fire to things, they just completely lost it. We had to subdue them, literally. It's probably the snow craze. Doctor thinks they've snow gone crash. they've gone a bit loco from the um you know, exposure down here. Too much time outside staring at the endless horizon. Which I've you know You just call that being a sissy where I come from. <laughs> yeah, but still they were good guys. Did, did you have any problems on the boat coming here? Oh fuck yeah. Crew absolutely hated us. Every time we turned around something was going wrong. Something was spoiled, something was broken, something was missing. Right. I mean, you're stuck with a guy. I've got to give him credit. He knows how to fucking well sabotage stuff. Oh, Wait, what? Mm. Well, it's like Casey Lexington says, you know, Starkware was an incompetent, boorish, useless twit. But he's good at hiring people. So he's probably <coughs> hired some damn good revolutionaries or something. I, I, I agree with a lot of what you say. Um... Starkweather is, admitting Starkweather it is incompetent and generally very irritating, but in this one I think he's pretty innocent. Really? Yeah. What gives you that idea? We from the Be- sounds of it. Because pretty much anyone who leaves the camp has to go through me in in some in uh, some capacity and no one left us. Well, I'm assuming you sorted this out months ago. Mm. Poison in the food, poison in the supplies. Probably did it all back in New York. I'm in here. You're no. Not. Am I here? No. Mm. I, I was with him. nowhere near This is a parallel conversation. Mm. Not to okay. mention all those members of the crew that we raped. <laughs> Shh. Quiet about the rape. Mm. Oh, yeah. not that. 
<laughs> you won't know for another four months. <laughs> and if they if they didn't notice at the time, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> or very right. right, technically. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say next? Okay, yeah, I'm fine. What do you say next, Carl? Um, I mean, no, I have to say I think he's innocent on this one. Look, we we had problems coming over as well. Um, Weird. pretty much same deal as you. Two nut jobs uh, tried to blow us up. It was all very really. Yeah, about that one. Oh yeah, we had bombs and everything. It was bloody nightmare to disarm. We didn't have bombs. Yeah, we just had weird shit going on all the time. Well, at this point, there's you're slightly interrupted by there's another pitch screaming session from inside the tent. Let's start with them in Lexington now. And it, everyone kind of stops and looks, and then just gets on with their stuff. I wish those two would start banging here already if only to shut each other up. If only. Apparently that's half the problem. Oh, I'm sure it is. You, you don't get that sort of relationship without that involved. Apparently it all went a bit. Anyway, anyway. Um, thanks now. Um, anyway. The th- th- thing is that Starkweather seems to be blaming Lexington and uh, vice versa, and I'm pretty sure neither of them actually have anything to do with it. Well, who is the fucking blame? Who's been Give sabotaging us. us? Left, right and centre. I mean, you see the state of this? He guesses at the generator... Yeah, it's ruined. There's no way we can decide. We've lost the main camp radio. We're stuck with the one on the plane, which has got no range. We're fucked. Essentially. We are sunk. Our expedition is turning around if we don't work something out. Well, that'll be up to people higher up the chain than us. He looks right? at the tent and goes, Well, maybe. Yeah, I doubt it. I turn to Lawrence and say, Do you have a strange urge to play the world's smallest violin? Lawrence is like, I went to start it, sir. <laughs> anyway, the guys help ask if you help them with this. They're just trying to see if there's anything they can sandwich from yeah, the generator. Yeah. But it's a complete bite-off. The whole thing's just burnt to the ground. Fair enough. Um, after that, I'll go off to the like main... Uh, like the burnout hut bit. Yep, you come across Mandalay and Tenant Knight. They've pretty much finished dragging stuff away by this point. Um, can I roll a listen, see if I can hear what is being shouted? If you, beyond... you don't need to roll a listen, you just need to get closer to the tent. Yeah, just <laughs> concentrate on what's actually being said. Okay. Roll a listen. I go to the bank. No. no. I just hear mumble. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even actually bother trying to hide because I just go and Meanwhile, <laughs> back at the Starkweather and Moor base camp, Randall, tentacles everywhere! You receive, um, <laughs> Lawrence has you helping him with the decision. You yeah. have to push the Boeing back into the aircraft shelter, you shelter and uh, make me an aircraft... Push? Yes. Christ, that must have taken hours. No. This just got sleds on there. It's not. Yes, fucking it's, it's all flat though. Oh yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> yeah. You flattened this all down for you. Okay, make me an aircraft maintenance roll. You also make an aircraft maintenance roll. I'll tell you what, Karen. It can be on a downward slope if you really want. <laughs> uh, forty-one. I make that. Yeah, it definitely looks like this engine. Um, something. Just shoddy workmanship. This tiny little metal plate that's gone. When you started throttling up, and it's just snapped, and yeah, it's torn itself to pieces. Shit. I assume we've got a spare for this, right? Um, 
I'll have to take one of the engines off the Shackleton. Well, from the Shackleton, you know, we haven't put it together. What is the Shackleton? The third Boeing. Oh, is that its name? Yes. Ah. <laughs> I wasn't aware we'd given the planes names. Yes, I named them. In your head? I mean, did you paint them on the outside? I mean, that's usually true. I told you the names of the weather that ended me. The Amazon Queen was your name. <laughs> Steady on. It's my plane's name. Yes, sir. We will have to... Oh, hang on, hang on. Um, out of character. I thought we had, like, spares for everything. You do. Wait. You have a whole spare Boeing. Right. It can be assembled into a Boeing. But we're, we're, we're just cannibalising it for parts. Yeah. Right. Fine. Think, think of it as... Essentially, there, there are enough spare parts to probably make two complete other Boeings. Let's do that. But I'd rather stand here building planes than figuring out. <laughs> or make one big super. Who Boeing. sabotaged the expedition? Spoiler: It was Cthulhu. <laughs> it wasn't Cthulhu. It was Cthulhu's chums. Cthulhu's chums were not involved. They were cultists. Always cultists. Was it his brother's sister's uh, father's former roommate? Damn it, Tenant Wright! You worked out. Right, that's it. Game over. Tenant and Wright that's why who... I am a member of the Explorer Society. <laughs> <laughs> Game over, tell it right knows who did it. It was Cthulhu's dad, was it Cthulhu's dad? No, it was Cthulhu's butler. It's just like Cthulhu, but he's um, sort, of going, sort of going grey on top and he tells really bad jokes. <laughs> he's got one of those hats. Yeah, <laughs> got a little Flat hat. <laughs> it was Mandalay. Somewhere in amongst the tentacles there's a pipe. The butler did it. <laughs> well, I'm obviously the butler. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Lawrence will get to work on this and start replacing this engine. Um, is there anything I can do to help, or will I be a hindrance here? You probably will be in the way, sir. That's fair enough. I'll, I'll go up to the cockpit and continuously turn the engine on and off to make this more hazardous for you. you I don't say that. Do that <laughs> I don't <sir>. say that. <laughs> you might want to go talk to the professor. I don't know. See if there's something else you can do to help. Or just go back to bed. There's not much else to do until people get back. Yeah, fair enough. I am a bit tired, and we might have to fly out there in a hurry. Have you given thought to how you will do the expedition to find Lake's camp? Um, I thought I'd take the plane up in the air and I'd fly it over where we think the camp is. That's it. Well, I, I, mean, I admit I haven't fleshed out all of the details yet. Maybe you should. It's in its planning phase, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I make the what can you do gesture. <laughs> Make a better plan. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting awfully lippy for a non-player character. I'm not. <laughs> Get back in your cage. Never. Christ. Get out of my aircraft workshop. <laughs> none, of that, none of that happened. What are you doing? What am I doing? Um, uh, bearing those entirely fictional words in mind, um, I'm going to... Uh, I think I'll try and get some sleep because, you know, I am I am of little to no help here. If any if anyone needs me, they know where I'll be. Okay. As you are making your way to bed, um, Pierce walks over. Albemarle. I wish you wouldn't stop greeting me like that, RJ. <laughs> My name is Pierce. It was. It was, yes. <laughs> Albemarle. 
<laughs> yes, it's me. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I just remembered what his surname is. No, I'm taking that with canon. No. You, you like it too much. <laughs> you okay, Pierce? Um, can we go up in the North Lock in about three, four hours? I want to take some meteorological readings and get a good look at the weather patterns. Uh, we might be able to see the clouds if we go high enough. Which is the plane that's being worked on at the moment? Bully. Right. Um, you can take Amazon Queen if you want. And I just figured you might want to take the little one up to use less fuel. Oh, Stop being in character when I'm not in character. <laughs> it's my job. Uh, I... There are four currently plane, four planes currently in service. There's the two yep. big Boeings. Yep. Then the next sized plane down is your Amazon Queen. Yep. The smallest plane is, is the Northrop. Little two-seater Northrop. Right. And then there's a, a, another Boeing. There's another Boeing and there's another Northrop. That's all in bits in boxes. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I should write that down. Remind me to write that down. Write that down. Uh, remind me to write that down at the end of the session. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, <coughs> forget what I'm doing. Yes, yes, I'm doing this. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. No, I will um, check with the ground crew and make sure that it's ready to go. And uh, I'm just gonna catch a quick nap so that I'm fresh. But probably a good idea. Yeah. Four or five hours. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. You can go to bed. Yes. We'll also I, bed. Yeah. All right. I. I. I tell somebody who's involved with the planes that isn't Lawrence because he's busy that, um, you grab Patrick what I'm not a dreamer Patrick prepared oh shit <laughs> <laughs> shit why did you remind you absolute twat I'll kill you I will kill you <laughs> make me up points you son of a whore don't worry I hadn't forgotten why do you think I was encouraging you to go to bed <laughs> Rich, can I have a glass Sorry, of water? I feel like I have been railroaded right, so into Rich, this. In the small fridge, there's a. Um, you chose of your own volition. You could juice. have gone to see me? more instead, which was one of the options offered. I think it's in the bottom. Uh, make me a dreaming roll, Wendell, as you, oh, yeah, as you go to sleep. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. I'm not making you a dreaming roll. Make a roll. Roll like A million. Cthulhu <laughs> eats your brain. Eleven. <laughs> okay. As you are sleeping, what a terrible dream! <laughs> That's not what happened. Oh, you, if only it was. Uh, okay, you're having a strange dream. You're standing on a. Does it? Does is this a tickable skill? This is a tickable skill. Oh, Christ. <laughs> There'll be more. <laughs> you are standing on top a massive black basalt ledge. Woman. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Ow, my brain, I need that. Run in a minute. Anyway, you're standing up this basalt pinnacle at the top of this massive mountain. And as you look down the slope of the mountain, it's all broken and shattered. And then at the bottom, there's a massive curving river. Except you notice it's not a river bank. It's not a river, it's just a river bed. And it's full of snow. And you realise the woman was bigger than before. And, and actually on the other on side of the river, there is a city. There are buildings. Massive towers, all made from this black rock. Chiselled, beautiful, 
magnificent you know it's like it's like a you know this precision of the geometry that's constructed these buildings is immaculate and they just raise into the sky and they all seem to be in, at ground level buildings all seem to interconnect and then there'll be a tower and then there'll be more interconnecting building and hallways and massive domes it's it's breathtaking and looking off in the distance there's just this hazy shimmering um aurora of you know light the whole thing is just crowned by this strange aurora and as you're standing there watching it you can hear this faint piping noise from behind you it's the same sort of strange harmony that you heard over the radio and as you're standing there you sort of like the shadows from behind something is looming behind you getting closer and then down below you see the city start to crack and crumble beauty just sloughing away deteriorating trembling and on the other side of it there's a tower and then beyond the tower there's snowstorm and then it parts and you're this looming presence behind you is getting closer getting closer and then it runs whatever this thing is behind you it's huge it's massive it's terrifying but as the snowstorm starts to pass it flees and for a minute you see darkness cold so cold and then you wake up so cold. and there is as you sit up in your tent there's like a crunch and crack of frost over your blankets and in your hair weird make me a sound check so I hope this is sweat. <laughs> the tent is still warm though. So you just end up slightly soggy and steamy. <laughs> 17. I'm like, Pfft, snow. <laughs> uh, I like, well, uh, I'm, I'm alone in this tent. At the moment, yeah. There are a couple of bunks in here, but they're all off eventually. Yeah, I'm like, well, this is, this is the weirdest thing to happen to me while dreaming recently. <laughs> um, how much time has passed? About three, four hours. Okay. Well, I, uh, yeah, I'm not getting more sleep. I'm gonna... You get up. Okay, meanwhile, back at Lexington's camp, you've all been pretty busy helping out, sorting out, helping the you know, camp to prepare. Um, by the looks of it, Lexington has lost all its electrical generators, batteries, both radios, one of the main stoves, and a huge amount of trail supplies that were all piled up next to the blackened end of the tent, uh, the main like hut. The uh, bell, the plane is still airworthy however. And though they have lost a lot of instruments and spare parts for their um, photographic and filming equipment. Well, um, Stark weather will be happy. I made sure there's no one around. I, you know, to Mandalay. Mandalay, you obviously checked the amount of food and stuff we need for our expedition. Based on what they've lost, do you think it would even be possible to support them if they joined ours? Or do you think they're basically screwed? Well, how much have they lost? About a third. <clears throat> and how much do we have? All of it. Okay. You've um, lost a bit of pemmican, but... 
human managed to rescue most of And how much excess did we have over what we need? Make me a knowledge roll. Just as you're trying to calculate this all in your head. I know stuff. Yeah, you reckon you could easily support Lexington's group. There's only about 15 of them. Wouldn't be too much of a strain. Yes, I think that should be quite possible. Interesting. Well, is it depends on whether or not those two can work it out. I say, I'm assuming at which point I'm interrupted by more screamings? Not more screamings. Um, the argument seems to have <coughs> gone down a couple of octaves. They're either making out or they're just glaring at each other. It was a really high pitched argument. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we were. Is there anyone here to pick something like this? The uh, <laughs> Lexington's doctor, Dr. Anthony, uh, walks over to you three. Um, excuse me, gentlemen. Um... Have any of you got any medical knowledge? Um, I have. Do I? Or are good at judging character, personality. I, I believe I made a name for myself being a good judge of uh, character <laughs> and well. Uh, yeah, 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 we can help. It's a team effort. Um, you two go. <laughs> well, I was hoping I might be able to get a second opinion. Well, one of the um, people. Um, Dinsdale, he's he's woken up. Um, I was hoping someone could speak to him, see if they can see if I'm missing something. He seems absolutely perfectly normal to me. The story he's telling me is complete and utter madness, but he seems fine otherwise. What's the story? Well, let's go talk to the man himself. Beforehand, let's find out. I think this is better if you hear it from the chap himself. He takes you into the medical tent. Um, there is another member of the expedition there who's got a large bandage on his cheek. Um, there's a guy lying on a cot, unconscious, and then there's another guy like sat on the edge of the cot with a big cup of cocoa. I warmly walk up, hold my hand out. Edward, Edward Tenenwright the third. Pleasure to meet you, young as man. You, as you stumble and jar the hot chocolate all over him. <laughs> ah, bird. Who are you walking up to? The guy we're here to talk to. Dinsdale. Dinsdale. He nods his head. Um, hi. Um, thanks for coming, I guess. We are uh, glad to uh, give some assistance at least. Though uh, looks like your men managed to get most of it done by the time we got here. Well, I'm kind of glad since I caused it. Um, really? Well, why, why don't you tell us what happened? Well, it was the strangest thing. I was just... About, I woke up. I was all went out to the radio shack. I was going to check in with the Tallahassee when I saw them. Spiders, giant spiders. They were everywhere. They were coming out of the ice. They were tunneling out of tents. I just had to set fire to them, burn them out. I just lost it, and then I came round in here. Apparently, I went crazy. I had a gun. I had flaming torch. You and him, apparently. Yeah, I, 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 it's so weird. I hate spiders. I mean, I absolutely hate them. I came here because there aren't any in Antarctica, and yet these things were the size of small dogs. They were swarming everywhere. I, 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 spiders? I don't know. I, I do not live in Antarctica. <laughs> and you them, don't usually set fire to tents? No. Of course not, man. The man's obviously... Try experience. I mean, the, the doctor says it's probably the 
snow in the sun or I'll snag the doctor and the the other guy, did he also have a fear of spiders and saw the same thing? He's not burning. Oh, they don't know. He wasn't screaming. Anything, no, 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 he was screaming. I wasn't even burning. I mean, but they were just screaming, you know, burn okay. them out, burn them out. Firing guns at people. Gun hit them over the back of the head with a shovel. I hit him a bit too hard. <laughs> nonsense. It'll jar <laughs> some sense in someone. <laughs> Probably hit him too hard there, Ted. <laughs> anyway, talking yeah. about he's fine. So tell me, how many did you see? Thousands. Everywhere. Just... I don't know. I just, I just lost it. They were just all over the place. Having grown up in the Arctic Circle, um, have I ever heard of this? You've heard of people having, you know, catatonic moments because of the snow and the. Yeah, but day. going around committing people um, snap in all sorts of ways. Yeah, they might just curl up. But it is, it is a mood thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Being a sissy. Yes. Is the Lexington expedition going to the Miskatonic Mountains? No, pole? they were going to the South Pole. Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Uh, anyone got any questions? Dinsdale just pretty much says the same thing over and over again. You didn't see anything on the ship over here, did you? Like a little BC. No. No. I mean, we had problems. We never had. Problem with the food going off, and don't tell me about these problems. I'm curious. Well, you know, it's just you know, we'd wake up in the morning and loads of the food had been spoiled, or things would be found broken, or the ship would go off course because the compass was sabotaged. Or the captain would come down with lead poisoning. <laughs> Forcibly injected into him. It was just. Just bad luck, it, I reckon. It, this sounds like a tragic end to an unfortunate trip. Well, Doctor says he wants to send me back to the Tallahassee, and I'm not going to say no. I would definitely agree with his assessment. Uh, uh, the Tallahassee you... is full of spiders as well by now. You're not there. <laughs> <laughs> did you see anything before this? Had you seen, had any other... I mean, I'd been putting in long hours. I mean, I stayed up most days yesterday looking at the radio. We were having some weird... Interference issues. Weird signals picking up. Probably the magnetic interference. Yes, yes. Well, it sounds like a simple case of hallucination to me, um, unless it's horrors from beyond the stars, of course. But unlikely. At this point, the tentacle opens. Start with this adventure. There you all are. (laughs) We're leaving. I had enough of that bitch. Come over here, offer my help, and all she does is. Shout at me and have to score points. We're going back to our base and carrying on with our expedition. All right, we'll catch up with you. No, you're coming with me, Mandalay. To be Don't fair, be sir. Snarky. Get back out there and get ready to leave. To be fair, sir, you are a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Start with a storm's off. He's in a foul mood. I'll, I'll mutter something along the lines of what Kieran said, but in a foreign language so he can't understand me. <laughs> I then thought to say, um, sorry, can't be of any uh, more helper. Uh, I hope, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, well, and walk off. Yay. I try and catch up to um, start with her. He's getting his skis on. Sweet, so I'll take his place on dog fight. That was what? Lexington. Oh, she was the same as usual. Completely unreasonable. Completely stuck up herself. Useless. Bring a woman. 
I've been hearing apparently they've had sabotage as well. They've been blaming it on you. Of course they've been blaming it on me. The woman's an incompetent. She couldn't organise a frigging expedition to the Antarctic if she tried. True, true. However... At least me and Moore had the sense to hire Mandalay. Mandalay's my hire. Well, I had the sense to hire you then. Of course you did. However, doesn't it seem weird that both of our expeditions... It's not sabotage, Edward. It's just incompetence on her part. She's a stupid woman who shouldn't be here in Antarctica. It could have been sabotage. I sincerely doubt it, Mr. Mandalay. She's just an incompetent, stupid woman with more money than sense. Is it not not possible that both are true, that she's both incompetent and sabotaged? Well, put it this way, leaving aside whether or not it is sabotage, how do you like this for a story? The brave Starkweather expedition comes to the rescue of the failing Lexington, Lexington expedition. Ooh. Mm. I'll tell you what, James, I do like that. Mm. And to us. It would look good, wouldn't it? It would look very good. Mm. Saving her, helping her carry on. She'd have to join us and come to the Mystonic Mountains, though. Fair enough. Mandalay, go talk to Acacia. Set this up. I'm going back to my camp. James, yes. Edward, you're James. Yes. <laughs> is it the uh, look at you? Is it the snow sure madness? I think it might be the snow craze. Snow craze. Need more gin. I have some back at the. Uh... Right, Mandalay. Not certain, but I have. Mandalay, Mandalay, Carl, go talk to Acacia. Set this up. Me and Edward and Pulaski are going back to base. You do that, sir. We will return after. Keep us in contact. Apparently, uh, the radio on the bell is working. Not certain, but this uh, Lexington, she has the whiff of um, competence about her, which um, may be needed later on. I'll sigh in a sort of wistful fashion. Once you've set it up, hurry back. Don't uh, dawdle here too long afterwards. Very well. Okay, make me a pearl of survival as you and James Starkweather head off with Pulaski and dog sleds. Uh, a dog sled. Dog sled. You can, you, yeah, you've unloaded your emergency supplies. I sled. James isn't driving, he's just lounging in the back. Uh, after we set up, uh, give him time you, you to You can you navigate? He leaves you other dog sled? Yes. So you can use that to get back. Good. <clears throat> so, uh, well, after the initial blaming you, that'll be on the recording. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, this is amazing! <laughs> did, did, did you <laughs> For those of you at home, Kieran has just discovered the ocarina of time. <laughs> oh my god, that was totally happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. after a fashion, he had discovered that the musical instrument actually plays music. <laughs> Ah, uh, Kieran's discovered the joy of music. This requires <laughs> further study. <laughs> Do you have the uh, Masai Requiem the Persia game? game? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why Don't play that one. <clears throat> no, please play it. <laughs> <laughs> so after the initial, uh, you know, blaming us, did you learn anything interesting from her? Mandalay's right, it would look good if we came to the rescue. So once and for all who the better explorers are. Us, of course. Exactly. Anyway. And your um, I had a generosity. Plan. I had a plan. I mean, 
the world is waiting for us to make discoveries. But we've got to find Lake's camp, and then the scientists have got to dig it all up, and they're going to be doing it with chisels and hammers and brushes. You know, it's going to be really slow in science. So I was thinking, to distract the media, whilst Professor takes a group off to Lake's camp, me and you, we're going to go and climb... Climb... Bugger it, I've forgotten the name of the mountain. (laughs) Wow, that must be a strange dialect they have to call it such a thing. No, no. We are going to go out. I mean, we're not going to be ready to go over the Mysconic Mountains until they've, you know, studied the lake's camp and found out any remains and looked up the fossils. You know, it's going to be a bit boring, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, I was thinking... Where is it? Hang on. Is it just me, or is the wind uh, down in the Antarctic making this odd whistling noise, James? Hmm. Yeah, there are some strange noises. I have this odd desire to give you a present as well. I don't know why. I do have a present. Uh, I am so happy with that, honestly. That's not even, that's not even funny. Uh, I was just trying to simulate the piping. I have to put this away or I'm going to play out. Uh, happy birthday on Mount Nansen. We're going to climb Mount Nansen. No one's ever been up it before. He points at one of the mountains. You can just see in the distance it's on the shore. James, James, James. Why climb it? Why not James fly it there? Exactly. We'll, we'll have to take Mandalay. Yeah, obviously take Mandalay. But once he gets back, we'll rest for a day. Make sure I have a good hearty breakfast. Well, we're going to have to wait a few days until Lexington's settled in at our place. We're going to have to set it up really. Make sure she gets a smaller... And she's not. Oh, she's sharing, obviously. She's sleeping in her own tent. Yes. Probably going to move her place. Anyway, what we do is me, you, Mandalay, um, maybe a couple of the others, the explorer types. Mm. Um, let's oh, take one of the Sorensons of us. We only take Carl. Moore's probably going to want Carl out at Lake's camp. Oh, it's sort of a size of you. I'm sure they've got a few experiments they want to dangle off it. No, no, no. Scientists no, don't take them with us. Send my equipment. Oh no, we've got that special equipment they made for us already. Exactly. That was it. So me and you, we're going to take us, get flown out to the base of Mount Nansen, put your hot air balloon together, and we're going to fly to the top of it. Be the first people up there by hot air balloon. Great. We can day. take radio with us. We can have, take one of the um, got one of those little uh, airplane radios just for the balloon. It's not as powerful as the main radio, but if we use the same frequency, we can kind of like. I don't know, science buff said to make it work. Well, it's a radio with wings. <laughs> Minor details, I'll work it out. Anyway, we can have the whole world captivated by our ascent up Mount Nansen. Genius. Genius, James. Alright, you're going to bounce it off the um, atmosphere. Radio. Mm, radio waves. Science. Anyway, meanwhile, uh, back at camp, you are up. Uh, RJ? Can you please... This is uh, setting some stuff up in the cockpit. What of does he do? I can't remember. He's a geologist. geologist. Yeah, that's what I said. 
No, it isn't. <laughs> Meteorologists are just the geologists of the sky, Ashley. Mm, there's no need to think less of them. Yeah, well, if you consider that a cloud is merely a ghost of a rock, then... Uh, <laughs> well played. <laughs> you heard that, he said it, it's canon. Um, make me a sanity roll. I'm not making you a sanity roll for thinking that clouds are, clouds are dead rocks. Rock are you engaged in uh, polar philosophy? Well, Pierce is ready to go, is he? Yeah. He offered you a faking sandwich. Oh my god, you're an absolute lifesaver. I cram it into my face. They're hole. making that weird pemmican soup for breakfast, but I may have snuck in there early and fried some bacon. It's tempt-like bacon. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, Pierce. It's our bacon now. You say <laughs> as you take his sandwich and eat it as well. <laughs> anyway, Patrick says the engines are warmed up. There's no ice on board, so we're ready to take off. Marvellous. Okay, uh, do I do pre-flight checks? Yep. Make me a piloting while they take off. This plane does have wheels. Where are you going? Aircraft. He wants to go up and look at things. He's a meteorologist. I'm. Oh, he. Oh, okay. He's going to go check the weather. Thirty do. Christ Almighty! For the first time, I think I take off. You do take off. <laughs> good luck. Good takeoff. Good takeoff. I have to admit, I was impressed with you doing it upside down. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought show off. Don't have any ladies of us to show off to. You're my lady now, Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots you. <laughs> uh, sorry, yeah, that 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 is that is not something that I've said in character. <laughs> <laughs> but I think for the next song, I make you two signs: character, not character. You can hold them up as you speak. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, you fly up. I'll give you a clue. If it's if it's about raping any of the NPCs, it's probably not in character. Pierce. Note probably. Pierce. Pierce, Pierce <laughs> spreads out several maps in his lap, and he's got a couple of instruments attached to the windows. He's looking at things and making notes in a little notebook. Anything in particular you'd like to look at? I say, Can keeping us level. Fly out to the first refueling dump. You know, on the way to Lake's camp. I want to have a look at the weather generally in that direction. So when we set off on the big locating lake camp adventure, we've got enough fuel to just go around there and come back, right? Without stopping. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, sure. That uh, seems fine. The, what's, what's the weather like? Is it there? Like you know, it's hazy. This, you know, you, you, there's a, there's weird concentric day rainbow, white rainbows around the sun and the horizon as the sun is. Sun dogs. That's sun what they're called. How about his lens flare? It's also lens flare. <laughs> yeah. Depends make on if you're looking through a lens or not. Make me a navigate roll. Uh, as you uh, navigate your way in that direction. Uh, no, don't make it. Really? <laughs> yep. Well, navigate see. 65, I rolled 78. Good, good to know straight. the game's consistent, if nothing else. Uh, oh, <laughs> no, Pierce is totally trusting your navigation skills. He's too busy looking at the weather. And taking readings on his barometers. Uh, make me a spot hidden check. Hey, I consider Tallahassee. <laughs> I think we might have gone wrong somewhere. Uh, oh, 12, I do spy. Um, you fly over a camp. You weren't expecting to do this. Uh. <laughs> Here, looks upset. Wrong. Someone's in there. Um, 
listen check. Can I can I see which camp it is? Is is it the? It's Lexington's camp, which is in the southwards north. direction. You kind of want to be going south west. I, I, I am tap, apparently completely oblivious. I I, I I tap the compass and I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking thing. No, it's all Pierce right. Pierce looks over and goes, um, RJ, you can't use magnetic compasses anymore. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I I do hear. You hear a plane. It goes overhead. Yeah. It looks like open fire. It looks like um, Stark President Moore's Northrop. Oh, good. There goes the plane. <laughs> Is he running away already? Right? I, I bank it around so, they, so it just sort of goes... <laughs> over the top of the camp. <laughs> Everyone's just looking up. Do I have to roll navigate again? Yes. No, I know. And all you have is a vapour trail. <laughs> Lexington's up. You use the Doppler effect <laughs> to play a tune, and you're very good. <laughs> it's a happy birthday. <laughs> uh, 64, I do navigate this time. You navigate. You, now, now that you've noticed only your just. mistake, you uh, yeah, head off in the correct direction. Well. And Pierce starts taking some readings. <sighs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Had a bit of a weird dream last night. It's left me a little bit... Oh? Oh, yeah. Something about... A weird city and music. So I don't really remember the details. Probably all this eternal sunshine. It's not easy to sleep. I keep having weird dreams about eternal sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll try um, wearing snow goggles when I sleep or something. Well, we've got sleeping masks. Maybe we should I'll, get one of those. Out. Maybe I'll try those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the sort of a pillow you put over your face and someone holds it down on something. If you have real trouble sleeping, you can ask um, the doctor. He's probably got like. Bowels full of barbiturates or something. Well, I seem to be able to sleep, but then just <laughs> weird dreams. I don't know. It's probably the ice and the cold and the. Probably my dreaming skills quite high. <laughs> really, you got dreaming skills. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say that. And who did you study under to attain these? Okay, you fly the meteorologist Pierce. Album out, back, of it. Back the the right way this time. Right, well, you can't go as far as he was hoping to go because of fuel. You wasted a bit of time going to Lexington's camp. Hey Pierce, wanna be my snow wife? <laughs> Pierce, you're my Albermar now. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> That's my name after all. Albermar. Sorry, people listening at home. It's really? not a common enough name. I think everyone listening should change the name by default. To Albemarle. You can start Kieran Albemarle. That's no, I mean the whole name. Albemarle? Albemarle? Or just one Albemarle? They're just called Albemarle. It simplifies. <laughs> I, I think when this goes up, we just need to link to the Depot website underneath it as well, just to help people. Right, you are. Excellent. Carl! <laughs> yeah, Albemarle. Mr. Mandalay. Uh, you are still at Lexington's camp. So, so what does Stark oh, actually want us to do? Get her Offer to her. relocate. The opportunity to link right. together. Right. Okay. Yes. They've got supplies. No. She has another plane. We have no radios. Offense, but why do we want their expedition? I mean, they—they're just some chumps who came to take pictures. We're going like a million miles inland, further than them. Two reasons. One, uh, the great PR. Secondly, more cannon fodder. Thirdly, they might have slightly more competent leadership. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but do you think do you think that that a joint leadership between those three is going to be anything other than a constant flaming row? No, but you never know. With they any luck, our guys will die. 
Professor Moore's not bad. <laughs> uh, um, they'll be joining us. The, the leadership will join. Yeah, that doesn't mean the leadership will join, but I could use. I, I would rather have her expertise on board. Yeah, they they seem a rather more cohesive group, as it were. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have another handout for you. Uh, not those ones. You're not allowed those ones yet. Where is it? I don't know. I just think that they could be useful, and I don't think that we should just leave them to turn around die. and go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're going to die. They just go back to the Tallahassee and fuck yeah. off. I think that Who because we're in a still floating. I think that because we're in a position to help, then we should. Okay, uh, you go and ask to talk to Miss Lexington. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, or go and knock on her tent pole or something. She invites you in. She's a very beautiful lady. She's wearing. Um, she's got a heavy snow coat on because she literally. This tent looks like it's um, pantry or some sort of food storehouse. She just kind of moved in because you know her tent collapsed. Right. She's okay. got quite beautiful blonde hair. It's tied back. But she's still a very beautiful lady. She must be in her early 30s. I'm pleased that I knew all of these already. She smiles. Um, Mr. Madeley and... Carl. Oh, Mr. Larson, you're yeah. Starkweather's... Yeah, he seemed slightly irate with you, so we've come to talk to you instead uh, of him. Well, James is a very difficult man to get along with. Not my place to say. Um, oh, don't worry, I'll say it for you. Anyway, what did you want to talk to me about? Uh, well, is she Mrs. and Miss? Miss. Miss, Miss Lexington. Um, oh, please, call me Acacia. We're in the middle of the Antarctica. Surnames are a bother. Acacia, then. Um, tell me. Akakia. Amanda Hugginkis. From looking at the state of the damage, am I right in thinking that uh, your options now are rather limited to turning back? Yes, I mean, Mm. we could take the Tallahassee back to Australia, pick up equipment and come back, but there's no chance that we make the trip in time before the weather starts to deteriorate or the pack ice seals up again. I'm afraid I may well have to just quit and go back. I mean, I've already flown to the South Pole. I guess that's one goal down. Well, what if... We made you a special offer. Um... Oh, well, let's just be honest here. Um... (laughs) We're run by a moron. We'd like like someone to counterbalance him. Uh... You say that in character? No. Starkweather, as you are no doubt aware, has no intention of listening to you or trying to assist you with this problem that you've found yourself in. Um, However, I have persuaded him that it would look good for his expedition if he was to help you. Oh, that's nice of him. So, yes, it's entirely self-serving. He would like to help your expedition so that he is able to say he was the one that saved it. And I 
could still explore myself. We have uh, an excess of supplies at the moment that we could use to uh, help with the shortfall <coughs> that you are suffering from. In return, we would like the use of... Um, how many planes do they have? Just the one. The use of your plane um, and possibly to accompany us on our part of the expedition. Hmm. Um, so in other words, James would like me and my team along to record what his lot of, your lot are doing at the camp? I assume we're going to Lakes Camp? Yes. You're a Lakes Camp. Hmm. Okay, but I get to go. Very I'm well. Saying, I'll fly out with you to Lakes Camp. I'll record your work. I can make a documentary out of what Starkweather is doing. Yes, and just one thing to re-emphasize. Um, Isn't Professor Moore in charge, isn't Well, Well. well. <laughs> it, it's complicated. Yes. Well, you see, Professor Moore is a um, non-player character, so really he's at our whims. No, 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 he's at my whim. Starkweather seems to get his own way, put it that way. No, no, he's at your quim. (laughs) Anyway, my, uh, the the thing I do want to emphasise is that, um, Starkweather will use this at every opportunity to show the world how your mission failed until he bravely stepped in, saved the day, um... And so, I won't lie, that, that's a thing. If you're comfortable with that, then I recommend that you should come along, because I think that, in fact, you will actually probably be a great asset to the expedition. But if you are not comfortable with that, then I have to say I recommend that you uh My only other option refrain. is to turn around and go back to the north. I can live with this. Hmm. I will join my forces with Starkweathers and Moors. I will accompany you to Lakes Camp and document your findings. I've got some of the best um, photographers and film recording experts in North America with me. I'm happy to make this a joint venture. I don't see any reason why... I don't see any reason to let my animosity with Starkweather make me go back to the north when I'm being offered the chance to actually explore the Antarctica. Because you slept with him in Kenya, that's why. Speaking candidly, you'll probably be mostly dealing with uh, Dr. Moore. He's got more to do with the organisational and running side of it. Okay, well, I'm going to need to move my base camp to join your base camp. Or... I don't have any radios here beyond the one in the bell. No, don't worry, it's not that far back. I guess I've got a lot of equipment that's still here, though. Yeah, have you got a runway? Yes. Why don't we just shuffle it over? It would make sense to merge camps. Yes. It would take a few days and might delay our departure. I'm sure there will be lots of scientists needing to plan the way ahead. Yes, I think that we can... Afford that, and um, so yes, uh, we'd be delighted to have you along. Um, don't expect 
everyone on our group to act that way, but we'll work with it. Fair enough. <laughs> Is it true James brought Tenant Wright with him? Uh, well, yes. Well, Tenant Wright brought him, so... Mm. Oh! In, in the grand scheme of things, it sort of worked out. I was going to say, Tenant Wright's a brilliant name for Well-known explorers. Um... <laughs> Do you see that in character? Yes. Leave <laughs> your look. Um, you. Am I in for a disappointment? You have to meet him and judge for yourself. Did he fall somewhat far from the family tree? They're not even in the same plantation. Oh, I've never met a tenant right who wasn't a, be- a perfect gentleman, however. Oh, oh. he's. He, he can be a perfect gentleman, it's... Um, he's quite the gentleman. How um, did you, um... How did James Starkville for attractive tenant Knight? You must know this, Mr. Manley. Why on earth would a tenant like come to Antarctica? They've always been against Antarctic exploration for some reason. Um, well, it's because they couldn't magic their way here through wizardry. <laughs> to, uh... It's because he's, he's the unwanted son and they're trying to kill him off. I give them a sacrifice at the same time. To paint things in a hot air balloon, I understand. <laughs> oh. Well, um, that's certainly a goal. He wants to paint the Antarctic. Oh, no, no, he's already done quite a few. Uh, yes, we've... Uh, they're, they're lovely shades of white on we grey. Are, we are well stocked with, with white paint. paint. Blue paint. Blue paint. Sort of whitish blue paint. Greyish paint. <laughs> and a hot air balloon. Um, he does know that's been done, right? We uh, try not to tell him. Yeah, best to keep that one on the um, down low. <laughs> oh. Well. I'll go oh. and talk to my people and start making arrangements. Alright, well, um, Would you, you like... they have a runway here, don't they? Yes. Yeah. So you understand that there are certain gaps in our own kind of... Um, Skill set, which I'm sure will be amply filled by your expeditions yes. capabilities. By a your member of the British aristocracy <laughs> who wants to um, paint the Antarctic. And his valet. And his valet. Well, at least you, you seem like a sensible gentleman, Mr. Mandley. I hope he's paying you a lot for this. How much well, do you actually get paid, Mandley? I, I, I'm curious of what your um, bribe limit is. It's reasonable. Are your wages set by Mr. Tennant Wright or his father? <laughs> ah, someone's found the off <laughs> Excuse me, I think we're about to be attacked by Horace beyond stealth. <laughs> He's playing a geeky, we will go! Stop him! Well, you see... <laughs> a case He's more the overway in the other camp, I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, you see, Acacia, it's my birthday. Um... <laughs> And oh, most of my the... money is... Um, it sounds like the opening to a bad porn film. Uh, most of my money is going towards this um, ocarina player <laughs> that I brought along to uh, help me celebrate. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Oh, I think you've broken two of our teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's on the recording now. <laughs> you cannot... Um, For those wondering, the GM has just smacked Kieran in the back of the head (laughs) while playing the ocarina. God, this is going to be a very strange episode. Okay, I'm going to wait until you're not paying attention and then stick a fork through you. (laughs)
Okay, just to speed things along a little bit. Yeah. Um, over the next several days, um, there's a lot of shuttling back and forward between yes. Lexington's camp and Starkweather camp. Professor Moore thinks it's a brilliant idea, uh, A, to help Lexington out, and to get hold of her um, equipment, equipment and her recording stuff. She's got, you know, we bought basic camera equipment, but she's got actual video camera, you know, silent black and white recording cameras and picture mm. cameras, and she's got photographers, people whose life skill is Black and white films of a white landscape. It's an art film, you see. Yes. And it's brilliant. Just as good as the painting. We'll, we'll chuck in some depressed French guy and it'll all be good. I am going to find Alan Huston and see what has become of my um, sword cane. Here, you Hit your sword Alan strosity. Um, yes, Mr. Tenwright? Um, the uh, sword cane and the uh, ski pole you I set off earlier. Were you able to find someone who, uh... Oh, yes. Do um, yeah. Slight hiccup, Mr. Tentknight. Hiccup? Put it down somewhere before going to bed, and I can't find it. I think someone's moved it. Whatever you're doing, your top priority is find that sword cane. Sorry, Mr. Tentknight. My top priority is the planes. I left it, um... <laughs> I left it in the mess hall. It was on the table. Someone must have picked it up. I mean, I separated them. That was no mm. problem. I got them separated for you. That was cool. And then I left them in the mess hall. I figured no one had moved them, but someone's moved it. Mandalay! I go find Mandalay. Mandalay is busy organising the setting up of uh, Casey Leckington's camp as it's being carted in by the, the pilots. The moment he arrives back at our camp, yep. remind him who's betting his wages. Your employer is... Uh, <laughs> Here to see you. Duty call, calls, old boy. My sword cane's apparently gone missing. Uh, go to one of the uh, crew here to uh, try and sort out, but uh, it's gone missing. Find oh, it, will you? Um, well, yes, if it turns up, then I will uh, certainly... No turning up, Manley. Go find it. At once. I... Go back to whatever I was doing. <laughs> if I, I do keep an eye out for it, but I'm not going to waste my time on a sword cane hunt. Make me a spot um, hidden check. Um, Buried in the ice. Yes, I succeed. Just you noticed there seems to be a uh, game of uh, hunt the sword cane going on amongst the crew. <laughs> You occasionally see someone with it bundled up in a load of stuff and then they leave it somewhere and then someone else will come along like half an hour, 40 minutes later and pick it up and move it. And yeah, it's just being shifted around the camp. They're clearly having some sort of fun and games. They're having a jape at your expense, a lot. They're having a jape at your expense, I'm afraid. I don't know this, though, it's okay. Um, A couple of hours later, I'll have to go find that day again. Uh, Hang on, are you Um, doing anything about that? Well, here's what I'm going to do. Let's see. We can have some fun with this, can't we? Um, uh, Or Peter would like this. uh, (laughs) I need you to do is make a cross out of it and then set it on fire. He's going to artfully leave it unsheathed inside the So, <laughs> once I've no- uh, I kind of make sure that I notice where one of them leaves the sword, sword cane. Yeah. Then I um, take it after it's been hidden 
and then I spend a while observing them, everyone looking for the sword cane, and just see how long that process takes. Um, yeah, the second mm. person who comes uh, ambling past mm. kind of looks at you and nods. You clearly notice you've got the sword cane. No, I would have concealed it. I would oh, have you've concealed it. Yeah, yeah I oh, you've joined in. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I haven't hidden it. Right, I, I, the way you described it to me, someone hides the sword cane, right? Someone yeah. finds the sword cane and then they hide it, and then someone else comes along and finds it, and then they move it. Oh right, okay. I had it's the... like the hide the ninja game. Mm, all right, okay, that wasn't quite what I thought. Okay, so I um. All right, yeah. In that case, then I. <laughs> Take it once it has uh, been hidden. Oh, there's got to be something funny I can do. Um, well, you think about this. this. Um, yeah, I yeah, I'll, I'll think about this. Over yeah. the next several days, occasionally Lincoln's account, as I was mentioned, is being moved, set up, you're literally joining together. There are a few blow ups between Lexington and Starkweather. She seems to resent having to rely on him, especially when it comes to the radios. You know, if it wasn't for that, she probably could have scraped by, but losing the radios really screwed her. But Professor Moore, Mandalay, managed to keep the most of the things congenial and calm them down. And by the 23rd, on Thanksgiving, uh, everything's set up, and they have uh, Professor Moore arranges a big Thanksgiving day meal, everyone's going to sit down as a frozen turkey single group, celebrate the American style and it's all quite quite nice actually the plan is that on the 24th no not 24th 27th sorry um, they are going to the Dr Albemarle says he's expecting the weather to start clearing and we will be able to set off Around about the 27th, 28th, to hunt down Lake's camp. Have you thought of something, Mandalay? Um, not really, but okay, what I'm going to do is. Um, I am going. Where is he at the moment? Well, he's just around. I went off, but four hours or three or four hours after I first talked to him, I'm going back to find him. Just to give yeah, some time to he, He's away yeah. doing something, so before he comes back. Um, so you got about four or five hours before he reappears. Oh, sorry, where's he gone? He's just around camp. Oh, he's around camp, right? Okay, fine. Um, uh, yeah. So when he's just somewhere in the camp, I'm going to activate my throwing ability. <laughs> okay. And, Do this. Um, Are you going to chuck a sword cane through him, please? <laughs> <laughs> Impeccable throw, sword cane. Impeccable throw. <laughs> Now what you really want to do is oh pin my god, him to something. no, right through his corpus colossum. That wouldn't even kill him. <laughs> no, my it's plan. It's it's the very thin bit of tissue that this that separates it's the hemispheres of the brain. <laughs> my plan is to chuck it right up in the air, so it goes up in the air, and then uh, I stand and land right in front of him, in front of his feet. Okay, make me do your throwing activation. <laughs> Stuff. Be prepared uh, for your sanity check. There is no sanity check with this one. No, he no, he is. Alright. You flung a fucking sword at him. Do you do it in its sheath or do you take it out with sheath for extra effect? 
Oh no, I don't take it out. Uh, I don't take it out of the sheath. I, but I expect it to stick in the well, snow. Um, you activate your throwing. Do you make sure yeah. they clip together in some way so that it doesn't accidentally come on? You, you, you throw, throw it, it and it just splits in mid air. <laughs> I, I imagine there's a clasp or something. There is a clasp. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm just making sure because of him. <laughs> <laughs> the record show Kieran pointed to our GM. Mandalay is bisected. <laughs> yeah, I leave the safety on. <laughs> um, roll me throw. I, I don't usually have to roll for Oh, no, you don't for this. You're yeah. using magic throw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after he's about... just going to think he's found it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Make me a... But hidden shit. You're essentially making it land near him, so he kind of no, no, right in front of him. Oh, okay, yeah, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> this your sword cane literally just lands, in drops front of out of the sky, drops out of the sky, and just sticks in the snow, <laughs> vibrating slightly. Your phallic substitute ah! has arrived. I look around, Sivan. You kind of see Mandalay in the distance on the other side of camp, busy doing How? something. Are you Curious. waving or something? Sorry? No, I'm, I'm looking around, expecting it as if. I should be seeing something obvious. No, I'm just messing with him, basically. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I shrug and pick it up. Yeah. Um, I have a go find James. Mention my idea of turning mm. into a ski popping as if he knows who the person to ask is. Um, well, you want to talk to Morris? Right. Morris? Yeah, I'm one of the work crews. Oh, I'm good with wood. Oh, find Morris. You find Morris. Um, suggest my plan to him. A bit hey, later on, ball. right, I go up to um, him. Yeah. He's uh, with Morris, and Morris uh, is doing it. He's with Morris. Ah, Mandalay, um, call off the hunt for the canine. Well, I couldn't it find it at all, you see, and, um, well, until I saw it in the distance, and this sort of large bird like creature swooped down, grabbed it in its. Um, Beak and then just took off with it up in the air. Very strange. Very strange. It must have been too heavy for it. It fell right in front of me. Couldn't see anything. Well, fancy that. It had a sort of. Um... These were those penguins, maybe. Yeah. I've seen them fly yet, but they've got wings. They could be. That's exactly what it looked like. Giant penguin. Mm. Might the musket out there. I'll give you a look of utter destiny. <laughs> <laughs> if I. I... Sort of when we get some downtime, we're getting my musket and we're going hunting for this giant it, penguin. It tried carrying it in its beak, but that wasn't going very well, so it just sort of tried to keep it under one of its little penguin arms. Um, and Obviously, because obviously it was like falling and realised it couldn't fly. It couldn't fly, fly properly it. with it, yeah. That obviously. must be it. Yeah. Good luck, Mandalay. Anyway, Morris. <laughs> Morris really? is just looking at you. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> then he looks at you, and he's like, yeah, right, you want this to be a ski pole? Mm. Yes. Yeah, no problem. Excellent. He does it there and then. Brilliant, I'm very happy now, I walk off. Happy as I've been days. Use this, this deadly weapon. Morris tracks you down and offers you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> From his own personal stash. Thank you. I can't believe you bought that. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Your job is more fun than I gave you credit for. Well, one has to do something to amuse oneself when uh, in the uh, presence of um, such genius. Yeah, genius. Really. Anyway, uh, everyone, including you, 
are called together on the evening of the 26th. Albemarle, I really think we have to land soon. We've been circling for at least 11 days. <laughs> I'm not even sure how we're still in the air. Um, <laughs> I think dark chaos <laughs> magic from beyond the stars. Mm. Actually, you've just turned, you're sitting inside a giant penguin that you're piloting. Does anyone else want to read the list of Arctic turns? No, not the turns. You can't have Arctic turns. Sorry, I, I got distracted by stuff. And it's around. <laughs> I'm not complaining. Um, anyway, on the evening of the 26th, uh, Professor Moore gathers you all together. In, uh, just like the idea that we were flying. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, in the main like mess hall. Um, friends. Lady. You don't still care I'm standing <laughs> Singular out, that's right. Um, the preparations for our base camp here are complete. We've integrated Miss Lexington's uh, crew and her equipment into our camp. And we're now finally ready to make the first push into the interior to try and find Lake's camp. Now, the plan for this is that at the end of the the Weddell and Miss Lexington's Bell will set off tomorrow morning. We're going to fly out towards the Mitteltonic Mountains and try and locate the camp. Once we've located the camp, we will land and set up the Sorry. Uh, start of a base camp. Then the Weddell and Enderby will fly back, pick up other people, bring the rest of the supplies out. How will we land? Um, you have ski sleds. They landed originally. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna have to find a flat piece of snow to land on it. Good point. That was in character. Okay. Um, I'm taking with me. Hang on, says James. I need Mandalay. Me, I just want to let you all know. Me and Mr. Tenant Knight are going on a bit of an expedition out to Mount Nanum. Okay. We'll be flying up it in the hot air balloon. We're going to break some history, be the first human beings to climb this mountain. It's one of the larger ones here on the coast. No one's ever climbed it before. We're going to fly to the top and plant our flags and no doubt take some brilliant photography and I'm sure Edward will want to paint a picture. I shake, I shake your hand. Good luck. <laughs> Nothing would give me more pleasure except for maybe good like gold... Eyeball sandpapering. <laughs> um. Mount Nansen. I said it wrong again. I don't say the last bit. Um, uh, certainly. RJ. That sounds completely fine. I need you to fly me, <laughs> Edward, Mr. Mandalay, <laughs> and Gunnar out to Mount Nansen tomorrow with a hot air balloon. We're going to set it up, we're going to fly to the top of the mountain. And you should be able to get in back in time before the professor here is ready to leave. Right, you are, boss. So, so, so just to be certain, they're not climbing it at all. No, I'm flying them to the base in in a plane, and they're going to use a hot air balloon to fly up the rest of it. So when they say they're climbing that mountain, it really there really are some inverted commas. Flying. <laughs> <laughs> We yeah, really are stretching the word, the definition of the word flying. We're sort of climbing, climbing. the mountain in the same way that uh, Tenant Wright climbed the social ladder. Uh, what, by just getting to the top? Yeah. <laughs> Professor Moore momentarily looks like he's about to object. 
and then he kind of catches your eye. <laughs> and, then, and then a light <laughs> lights up in his face. I'm sorry. Of course, James. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that will be able to feed some interesting news back to the reporters, because until we actually set up our base camp and start excavating things, it'd be a bit boring. Great plan. Yes, I thought it would be for them. <laughs> anyway, I was planning to take Carl and Nils, Miss Lexington, and her man... Uh, what's his name? This Hergberg, or whatever the hell his name was. Williams, her pilot, obviously. And... Damn it, what's his name? Can't find the name of Lexington's chap. Yeah, a couple of Lexington's people, he gives you their names. Um, they'll be flying over in the Bell. Um, obviously, RJ and Douglas will be piloting Hello. our Boeings. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have a little word with uh, Gunnar before they set, set off. Keep them out there for a while. Gunnar. Uh, Professor Maud's plan is that he's going to take uh, some of the work crews and some of the uh, stuff for the Papodi Ice Drill as well. And then we'll shuttle in the rest of it. Once we've got a camp erected, we will shuttle in more people and we'll begin the excavation of both the camp. We're going to try and reopen the fossil cave, the one where Lake supposedly found the magnificent fossil specimens. And we will hopefully have some success. Now then, I suggest everyone get a good night's sleep tonight. And tomorrow morning, after uh, James and Edward have set off on their expedition, we will set forth and find Lake's camp and go down in history. We shall set forth unhindered by idiocy. <laughs> he does not say that. Yet. He really wants to, but he doesn't. And we will end it there this week. Well, I, that, does this officially mean that Mandalay is part of Team Idiocy? No, he, he's in charge of keeping Team Idiocy alive. He, he, he's he's more of the hostage you drag along with slightly developed Stockholm syndrome. Mandalay. Yes. What are you doing with those talisman things? I didn't. I distribute them. Yeah. So you you're wearing one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing one. Yeah. Talisman things. Yeah. Your dad. Remember your dad. Your dad gave him li- li- the little blue oh, yeah. crystal yeah. and the silver. Oh yeah, there are only two, right? Are yeah. you wearing it? Mm. Yeah. You're wearing it. Are you wearing it? I have no reason to not be. Well, I mean, you're a minge. I mean, that's a reason to not wear it. He can't steal. Dead and White's magic. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not stealing his magic amulets. I'm just making sure that, some, that you know, everyone still had their, their magic amulets. Mandalay's still got other spells to learn. You've got other songs to practice with. Yeah, you think I'm playing any of those now we're here? <laughs> yeah. What you want to do is go into the cave. I hear it has great acoustics. I've still got two books to read as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wasn't one of them like a children. Do you want to stop uh, the recording, honey? Well, join us next time for the exciting continuation of some Beyond guys. Beyond the Mountains of Madness! That is the name of the thing. You have to do that every week now. <laughs>